0: I tried like pretty much anything, like I mentioned, like the aloe vera thing and running out nightclubs and being like really good friends with Jamaican drug dealers, like some crazy stuff that like no self-respecting Indian kid would be doing, and that's like, that's where like, I learned about humanity. Welcome to the Creative Leadership Podcast. My name is Mark. And my name is Rod, And today
1: we talk to Akshay about using consumption to create happiness.
0: Akshay,
2: tell us the story of your name. Where does it come from?
0: Akshay basically means indestructible, like the universe in Sanskrit. It also means eternal giving. So it comes from the Akshay Patra, which is basically a vessel where you could like get food endlessly like, to feed the world. So yeah, it's a pretty cool name for a skinny guy.
1: Tell us, what is, it, uh, what is it you do? This is the
0: exact question every auntie asks me at a wedding back home. Like, Beta, what do you do? And like, I have like no response whatsoever because there's like so many different things that I do. So it's only after I finish Think and actually my last um, Quest coaching session, I think, that I came across this term called the multi-potentialite, which I'm kind of exploring right now. So I guess like that's what I would call myself, is a multi-potentialite. Like, um, currently, I'm working on Blessed By, which is my think-endeavor, where we work with, as you guys know, we work with NGOs to kind of be the bridge between mainstream society and the non-profit world and kind of using consumerism as a carrot to get people to work with uh, the non-profit world. In addition to that, I make music. So I've been making music since I was 16. So I released my first album when I was 16, uh, done a bunch of traveling with with music, um, run a couple of festivals, run a disruptive marketing agency, which is kind of like the work I did at Red Bull. So I was part of the team that set up Red Bull India, Private Limited and transitioned from being a distributor company to a a subsidiary of the Austrian company. So Red Bull style of marketing, Um, then, I've set up restaurants before hotels before um I worked at Harrods that was my first job actually working in the Christmas decorations department at Harrods like 6am to 2pm wearing a suit and then I'd like leave Harrods at 4 in the afternoon and then go DJ in like some shady warehouse in London wearing my suit so yeah I also tried setting aloe vera with Amway basically like anything that didn't didn't involve having to go to an office
1: and um why is it that you do what you do? What are the things that drive you? And I'd, I'd love to hear them in three succinct bullet points, really short. And then we'll pick one of those and I'll start exploring that deeper.
0: Three reasons mm-hmm. why I do what you so do. So bullet points are not my forte. Um, one is to have fun and and explore. I think that's really important to me. The second thing is to to create happiness in... Myself and the people around me, so in my immediate environment as well beyond that. So, like, I like seeing people fulfilled and happy pursuing their path. Also realizing that they don't need to pursue a path to be happy. Like, happiness is always inside of you. I don't know if there is a third thing. I think that's it.
2: Exploring and happiness.
0: Yeah, fun fun plus exploring Mm -hmm. and creating happiness or enabling happiness.
2: Which one would the aunties want to hear more about? Which which one? If you told if this to your aunties at that
0: wedding, which one would they pick? They'd want to know about how I can look after the daughter that they want to marry. Bullet <laughs> <know, okay. Pulling laughs> point number yeah, three. Right. That's, that's, that's <laughs> the one I was avoiding. Avoiding, <laughs> avoiding cousins. Yeah, basically. <laughs> that's, the, that's the third bullet point, right? Basically, that's what it is. But actually, since I've been married for three and a half years, it's pretty easy now. I'm like, hey, you know, I have a wife and then I like, go on... Oh, do you have a brother? I'm like, yeah. But he's also married. Like, do you have a cousin? And then, like, it goes on. Yeah. So
2: in a way, they're kind of looking to do the same as you. They're also looking to make their environment in what they perceive as happiness, happiness. happy. Yeah. And I'm glad that they see the happiness in me. Yeah. Yeah. It makes me feel very special. Yeah. yeah. So what is it that you get back from... From people the from, from the aunties, but mm-hmm. also from from people that you make happy. What I mean, it's it seems like an obvious question, mm-hmm. but what do you get back from it?
0: That is a good question, and that's not something I really thought about very much. I think it comes from a place of um, there's like this I don't know, phrase or quote like about when your cup is overflowing. I don't know, I'm really fucking it up, but it's just that like. I currently come or like for the last couple of years I come from the space of just being grateful and content and happy with the life I have and I just want to share that with other people and I believe that every human being should have the opportunity to feel that way and uh, that's the driving like the motivation behind it is just like for every human being to feel joy and contentment in every moment yeah so that's what I get out of it is um kind of being Part of that process or catalyzing it in some way or
1: the other. If you look at your your current project Mm -hmm. um, and uh, the way that you try and link consumers to NGOs through consumerism, through some of the cool products that you guys
0: create, Mm -hmm. what is your vision there? What do you want to achieve? My vision is, I mean, as in our mission is to create A community of 1 billion conscious consumers and then uh, transform them into active participants in the humanitarian sector but in a simple like if I like a simple story for me would be Mark buys a product from my website today and I essentially get Mark to fall in love with the maker of the product and for me success would be like two years from now Raju, who's like a guy sitting somewhere in South India, you know, like um, barely has electricity and sustenance. His like son's getting married and you actually go for his son's wedding. Like I want to create those relationships that are not bound by like geography or social strata. Like just like human beings connecting with each other because there's so much that you can learn from him and he can learn from you because... I believe that all, all human beings are equal. you know there's no difference in any of us. We just happen some happen to have been born in a certain part of the world or to certain families. It's circumstance and and I kind of want to bring that humanity out again through this and so uh, this like the the idea of blessed by kind of got formalized when we were doing the liftoff at my module four, and I was like I went through this like major panic attack because I was asking myself these questions about why am I really doing this what's my motivation for doing it like just like doubting yourself you know like when you want to do something you always like shutting yourself and I was basically walking back through Light Supply and I saw like this queue of people outside Primark and it kind of hit me that people love stuff you know like they just are obsessed with owning stuff and I remember this quote from the Dalai Lama where he says that the world is in chaos because human beings were created to be loved and objects were created to be used but things are the other way around and I was like, okay, like this is the world we live in let's not fight it, you know, like people love stuff how can I get people's love for stuff translate into loving each other again I have no idea where we started and where we ended up with this but <laughs> we, we asked of- you if you wanted chicken or pasta I'm vegetarian um, Okay, and yeah.
2: pasta it is preferably yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um. <Frequently> without <laughs> eggs <laughs> I I I love the the memory you brought up just before about working at Harrods mm. and then DJing in a warehouse wearing wearing the same so, clothes. Yeah, yeah. I just watched a documentary about Alexander McQueen the designer. Mm-hmm. He also has a like London warehouse stories and I'm I'm what what is first of all what is what was that person like you mm. in those days? How do you reflect back to, on that person?
0: That was, I was was just telling Hussa about this, how, like, London was such an integral part of um, growing up. Uh, It was just after college, so I went to, like, a college in Wisconsin in the U.S., like, just snow and beer, and that's about it, and lots of weed. And I basically moved to London, my parents were there, and London is so different from the U.S. Like, when I was in the U.S., I found it to be very, like, grid it's like it's very straight line and London kind of swings in a way it's like like anything goes and that part of my life was just amazing because I somehow chanced upon this collective of Asian like British Asian um, musicians sculptors and uh, we took over like this warehouse and there was like rooms upstairs there's an art gallery downstairs there's like our own nightclub in the back and what was the question again? Well, it, chicken or pasta? Right. I've it's been still, asking this for a pasta. while. It's still pasta. It's still pasta. It's
2: still <laughs> pasta. <laughs> but I, the question is, looking back at that, that yeah. person that you were yeah. then and the person that you are today, yeah. who, who do you see? Or Were you the same person?
0: Um, I'm becoming that person again. So, I was 21 then, 22. So, just... Like go with the flow, just wanted to absorb and soak in things like a sponge, and um, I guess like some somewhere along the way, like I started creating things after absorbing stuff like a sponge, and coming to think was kind of trying to get back into like learning mode, you know, like not going into a place saying I know something, like I actually wanted to come to think and just be hopefully the youngest person in the class and just like learn from like a bunch of really smart people and uh, yeah I mean I tried like pretty much anything like I mentioned like the aloe vera thing and running out of nightclubs and being like really good friends with Jamaican drug dealers like some crazy stuff that like no self-respecting Indian kid would be doing and that's like that's where like I learned about humanity and like different cultures and what kind of unites, it's like things I've believed in since I was a kid, but like to see them kind of in my environment, that was that was, that was really cool, because it's very different from the kind of world that we grew up with back home, or like what you grew up with in mainstream society, just like kind of on the fringe. This is like before East London became fancy, and like when like the warehouses were there, and like this like crazy raves happening, and stuff like that, so it was like a really nice time to be there, because I think just after that, things became like, yuppie and soho house and all that stuff happened
2: and and this is a just a quick follow-up on that because I, I mentioned the alexander mcqueen thing mm. uh and i see i don't know i see a lot of similarities in 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 maybe in the environment mm. uh so it's a slightly different time period maybe 10 years off but it's still the same kind of movement between mainstream herods mm. to the fringes right. and and, and that's, a, that's some, something that's connecting the two because I, I hear what you're saying right now that you're, you're, you're using consumption to yeah. change the world. Yeah,
0: yeah I, there is, I think like a, a psychic person once told me that like I'm a really good bridge or connector between things and that's, I guess having lived in so many different countries I've always like seeked a connection between myself and where i am and kind of wanting to belong to where i am um so i think maybe it stems from that like seeing the the oneness in, in everything and again back to like what i'm doing right now like just connecting people based on humanity and the oneness of all of us so like all the the ventures that i have right now like numer- numerologically add up to the number one because like, i believe in oneness of humanity. So. The company that I was running before Blessed by, I'm still running, is called Together. And I changed the spelling of Together and added one more T in Together because it adds up to the number one. And Blessed by also adds up to the number one. So that is like a very. How does it
1: add up to the number one? So I
0: have this like, this grid, like kind of like a Ouija board. (laughs) Like I have this grid and like I just sit down and put like names of like stuff into it and then like I calculate. So how do you deal with the fact that you have
1: expectations from family Mm. for example in this Mm. case i would assume Mm. um that you maybe not fulfill
0: yeah that was something that was a was a point of friction for quite a while obviously because um i guess they wanted me to kind of do an mba i mean my my family is like an mba family all like ceos and stuff like that so I guess like after a while they just gave up. They gave up, you know,
1: and. and that's on them. What was in you so, that you said, I don't care, or I don't, uh, or I so do care, th- but I still do it. So what?
0: that's the thing. Like I saw. It's really interesting how life works, because like it was kind of like a rebellion to seeing my dad, and like the th- the frustration that he was going through, the corporate ladder, politics, and you know like that annual raise every year depending on how long you've been in the company and stuff like that so that was one part of it and the other part of it was just like freedom and not wanting to just sit in an air-conditioned office and you know like typing on laptop and just the love for music and experimenting with technology so like all these things came together really interestingly and like I was saying I mean I disappointed them many times now, obviously I didn't my parents like amazing people um I think when I started kind of delivering, or like maybe when my face was in the newspaper when I was a teenager, I think that kind of, hey, okay, cool, like, you know, our kid's doing something, and um, so that kind of changed from, I mean, they never, like, said you have to do this, but it was, like, from life experience, like, if I don't equip you with X amount of education, then in the world we live in, I don't know what you will do, so... It came from an understanding, a paradigm of the world, which is a very relevant one, to be honest. And um, when they saw that, like, I could make my way on my own, I guess it was it came became more of, like, support. And, like, okay, he knows what he's doing, and now how can we help him um, get there? So, like, same thing with Blessed By, for example, because it's not... Could be, like, an interesting business business but like I mean impact is the primary focus of what I'm doing so like this is again a conversation like my dad will have with me because it happened a month couple of months ago maybe a month back and you know like where is it going what what kind of money will it bring in and stability and stuff like that and uh, so for a change actually I, I, I told him like well I I appreciate being grilled and interviewed like I think now it's more of a time to trust that I know what I'm doing and to step into like support mode, so like for for I like clearly said that you know like I would prefer it if you took that role instead, and like like immediately like on the car ride home like he's okay, how can I help you? Who can we talk with? Who can I put you in touch with? So, and that's something I learned I think from my coaching sessions was to create the space that I to create the space for what I need, and to put it out there, and uh, yeah, that's helped a lot because like you know like they're really. Active, they tell their friends about it and I mean my dad's just so much wisdom to tap into from his years in the corporate world so when I I mean I, I talk to him for like stuff that I can't talk to anyone else about the business part of it because he has so many, so many years of experience and also works in like the spiritual space as well as a meditation instructor and does a lot of humanitarian work and stuff like that so it's cool like how my relationship has also changed from being like rebelling against what he stands for and what he would advise me to do to like be more open to it and valuing because like you know you, you always take the people who are closest to you for granted but they're like the people who can offer you the most uh, valuable insights so like I'm at that space where I'm open to like get um, information and, and and help more than just advice like I want people to get like involved in what I'm doing.
2: Is there a kind of a dream client that you're you're hoping to have sometime? For Blessed by? Yeah.
0: Yeah, I would love to. So, start a conversation with Hema. I hope that really goes through because I think the Netherlands is like a really interesting country for this because um, people are like sensitized and they kind of believe in. Well, they're also, it's the economy is in a state where people are comfortable and they can think of other people. So, Hema would be, like, a really nice thing to happen. Um, Also met the deputy CEO of IKEA two days before coming here. So, that would be really nice if they start sourcing from us. Because if you think about it, it's, like, it's such a simple thing, man. Like, these huge corporations, all they have to do is, like, stop buying paper cups from China and, like, buy paper cups from, you know, like, an NGO or wherever it is and, like, you instantly transform so many lives. Like, I don't see why people haven't thought of this before. It's just there's an entire, like, there's thousands of people who have the skill, if they don't have the skill, can be taught the skill and can make a bunch of stuff that we're consuming in any case, you know, I don't see why it's rocket science, which is why I'm so excited, you know, like I'm not trying to create anything new, I'm just, it's like, I'm just like, there's like a pipeline that goes from the the consumer to like the big FMCGs, you know, like Unilever and stuff, I'm just trying to re-divert it, or like even like a little bit, like just like a bit of that pipeline goes to this entire sector, it'll completely change them. You know, then organizations like the U.N., Green, Red Cross, whatever, I mean, not Red Cross, but whatever, won't have, won't exist anymore because like you won't need to give donations and then oversee it because then these people can just live like anyone else.
1: What are some exciting things that I mean, you're you're starting, you've started this now. Are there some exciting things that you're seeing in those people's lives, or are there some people that are? What are some cool stories that you can share?
0: I really wish I could travel more and, and be with the people that, that are working on the ground in terms of like making a lot of these products. But uh, that's something that I need to do a bit more. But um, we do like, so we did a, a thing with WeWork two weeks back where we took over WeWork for the day and we did a, like workshop on triple bottom triple bottom profit business models. So like people that profit. And uh, we got these kids from the hills in near Bangalore who are differently able who make like really nice coasters and stuff like that. And they did a workshop for like the people at WeWork on how to make these coasters and we spoke a bit about the entire non profit. And also I don't know if you guys heard, but there was like major flooding in India a couple of weeks back. Um so we were involved with like raising funds for it and like sending supplies. So it was really nice to like to hear, like to actually have these people like talk about how we're actually adding value to the lives. know, like, I think that's like the most, most fulfilling thing is just to see this, a smile in someone's face and like knowing that in some way you contributed to it, however small it might be. I, I can't even begin to explain what it feels like. Like even yesterday when we were think and I had like all these products that I brought all the way from India, like massive excess baggage and I was going to carry it all back. And I was talking to Una and I was like, you know, I really don't want to carry all this back, I'd much rather, you know, like, give it away, or, you know, like, pay what you want, and, and, um, so, like, the plan was to do an auction, and I was really hesitant, because, you know, my ego came in the way, I was like, I don't really want to be in front of a bunch of people, and saying, hey, guys, like, come support me, like, it just feels really awkward, but I'm really glad that, like, I got over that, and, and, like, just to see, like, people picking up stuff, you know, like, when you picked up, the stuff that you did, or, like, the soft toys and stuff, like, just seeing smiles on people's faces, that is invaluable. Like, I think that's, if there is a purpose to live, that should be just it. Like, just to see people happy. You know, like, just to see people, like, running out with a soft toy, feeling like a kid again. And knowing that there is someone, like, 8,000 km away, who, like, doesn't have to, I don't know, sell their soul for, you know, like, one meal. You know, like, like it's like in my like in my world view it's like kind of getting your cake and eating it too mm-hmm. you know it's like the most amazing I feel like I've like hit the gold mine you know, do the, you do you think that you forgot to some extent why you brought
2: those things over as in that moment of hesitation for the auction yeah. was also a, a moment of lapse where you were thinking of the ego more than the original intention
0: so that's what I was telling Husa right now when we were grabbing lunch was that um, I think Blessed By has been such an amazing exercise in personal development as well because it's not about me, you know. And all the things that limit Akshay as a human being don't limit this project. Like, if there is something in my personality or my ego, it's, like, easier for me to overcome and say, no, like, this is for something bigger than me. And immediately, like, that separation kind of is easier to get out the window. So it's, like... It's, um... Like, it's great things are being done, but, like, there's a great learning experience for me as well.
1: I feel, uh, the weather changing.
0: The weather
2: is changing, yes. Whether you have any recommendations to anyone who might be listening to this podcast about anything uh, that is cultural to you. It could be a book, a movie, uh, a, a piece of music, maybe something that really influenced you in your life, or maybe something from more recent that you're kind of into and you're, you, you really like. Mm,
0: I think meditation. Mm-hmm. It's the single most powerful thing i've encountered in my life and um, that's something like i share as often as i can um, it's the most useful tool we have to deal with the world we live in today and to deal with our evolution because like i think a lot of our issues like ego and stuff are essentially us trying to deal with our evolution in different parts of our brain and meditation is like man i was like such a angry little shit when I was a kid. And like, as you can see, I'm pretty much the opposite now. And that's like years and years of effort, you know, and it, it pays off and you just look at the world differently. I think if there's anything that I have as a recommendation it's like meditate, even if it's like 10 minutes, five minutes. And, what,
2: and what's a good place to start? If you're not a person who meditates regularly and you hear about it and whatever, like how do you, what would you, uh, how do you invite people into that world? What should they listen to or read? So there's a
0: bunch them. of apps out there I haven't really mm-hmm. used any of them but I've seen like a couple of people use them um, there's a bunch of apps Mindspace Headspace Headspace, head, headspace yeah. yeah there's there's really good books I really like bo- books on Buddhism um, Happier Than the Dalai Lama is a really cool book Jose Manchado he came and spoke at the festival mm-hmm. his book's really nice um, and there's like some nice little like one line of meditation like you just like reflect on the way you feel and stuff in terms of programs, there's the art of living, which is something that I did when I was a teenager. Like, there's a basic program, which is, like, a three-day thing. Um, you can do it, like, so, like, after office, a couple hours for three days. And then, like, super intense, some, this thing called vipassana, which is, like, Ten days. Hardcore shit, like, yeah. no talking, no eye contact. So, like, depend, depends, like, how deep you want to go. Um, there's so many different options today. Yeah.
1: And um, it's very close to our second question, which is, what is a daily practice you do? And obviously, I suppose you you meditate. Uh, How do you do it? What is your practice? Mm.
0: So when I started Think, my meditation was one hour every day. But somewhere in the middle of Think, there was a new meditation added to what I was doing. So it became two hours every day, which is why I was late for most of my classes. Um, So it's like, wake up, um, there's like some breathing exercises, pranayama and some yoga, and uh, then cyclic breathing, and then essentially meditation for the rest of the time. And uh, I guess I can't go into details because I'm not a qualified instructor. But uh, what I do is essentially um, many different programs learned at, at the art of, art of living, combined with like some stuff that I learned from. Um, um, special person in Delhi. I was avoiding using the word guru. Because, mm. like, really, like, she kind of defies yeah. the concept of a guru. Cause, yeah. Like, when you, so, like, the first time I met her, I was expecting, like, lady in white and, like, radiating, and she's, like, wearing black and, like, dark lipstick and, like, this big, like, bindi on her forehead. Mm. And, you know, it's just, like, she looks like she's going to attack you, but, like, the kind of energy really cool there's like so much that we don't know it's really amazing that
1: yeah thank you yeah
2: thanks thanks Akshay this has been the creative leadership podcast my name is Rod and my name is Mark